We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is May 8th, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, eight days out from the draft lottery. What's up? Man, we're so close. We are we are just inches away from winning the number one pick. Can't believe it. Can't believe the time's almost here. And that man, so many people have RSVP that they're gonna come and be at the event. It's gonna be awesome. Five hundred eleven people to this point. We're recording this. Sunday night, right now, 511 RSVPs for the event. Last year, we had 111. So we have 400 more RSVPs this year than we did all of last year, which is insane. So, listen, my question to you about that is, what has changed? Like, what do you think? Because the... the Magic at this point, obviously, they partner with us and everything, but they haven't even pushed yet. They're going to do their push, and then I'm sure we can expect, you know, and that's probably where, like, the more people than RSVPs comes into play, maybe, because those people might not see the link or whatever. But what, what do you think is the, the main thing? I, I'll go crazy in order of what I think is, like, the, the biggest contributor and then, like, the smallest contributor. The number one contributor, I think, is the success of the team and the excitement around the team around Orlando. Yeah. Number two, I think it has to do with the fact that people didn't come last year and were kicking themselves that they didn't because we won the number one overall pick because worst case scenario, you went to a bar, had a few drinks, and hung out with Magic fans. And yeah. Magic got like the fifth pick or whatever. But we got number one, and it turned into this like le- legitimately historic night in Magic history. And people right. were bummed that they missed out on that and don't want to miss out on it again. I think yep. the venue going from like Harry Buffalo now we're like at Wall Street Plaza like we're taking over like right. half of a city block essentially with all the different venues and then I think you know we've grown a bit like I don't know like I don't want to say like double the size of last year but the growth of the show has been pretty significant so I think those right. are kind of all contributing factors. Yeah, I would, that's what I, I was just thinking about it cuz I was like man 
That is such a crazy, crazy jump. And we're not even a week out. It's just nuts. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, we're having an NBA draft lottery watch party coming up on next Tuesday, May 16th at 7 o'clock. We'll be downtown Orlando at Wall Street Plaza starting at 7 o'clock. Draft lottery starts at 8. But come on down, hang out. We're going to have things like you know trivia and you know we're going to be giving away some awesome stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure that you guys come out. Mark your calendars. If you have not RSVP'd already, we're just trying to update the venues and, and give them the best uh, idea that we can of how many people we're expecting. So if you're listening on the podcast, uh, in the in like the description of the podcast, if you're on Apple, if you're on Spotify, there's the RSVP link there. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a, a link in the description there where you can RSVP as well. Somehow you're you forget about this and you're on Twitter or Instagram or on Facebook. We have tons of posts with the RSVP link there as well. So uh, just RSVP helps a lot. Just helps us, you know, help the venues. How many people you know should they expect for this? event so it's going to be awesome again like i said we're going to do some trivia i think we're going to give away like a fanatics gift card to whoever wins that we're giving away an autographed paolo bancaro basketball we bought like a really nice display case for it as well i have an awesome like nameplate coming for that so like you can literally take it home take it out of the box or whatever we put it in and just put it on your shelf for the entire world to see it's, it's going to be really really nice and i'm really excited luke yeah i'm very jealous very jealous of it yeah, well, you know, buy your own. You know, you, you you're yeah, making yeah. all that money over there at, at you know State Farm, so you know, <laughs> get you a little uh, Palo Bancaro autograph basketball. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. We have a really yeah, exciting episode planned for you guys. Our best friend, YouTube superstar, dude's got like what is it, two, three million subscribers or something like that? Something crazy. The dude is legit. Four. Yeah, he's awesome. He joined us to talk about the Magic, to talk about last season, to talk about. Uh, the draft talk about Paolo and Franz and can those guys help the magic win a championship it was a really fun conversation one and I I called Taylor Hendricks I guess Taylor Hicks at one point the guy that won American Idol like 50 years ago that's the only other like Taylor H that I knew of before <laughs> Taylor Hendricks but yeah when you hear that but like, yeah Jonathan's an idiot let's just kind of all move along and, and kind of move past that Luke some Orlando magic I don't even want to call it news just a stupid article that was put out by some guy at Bleacher Report. I don't even know his name. I don't want to say his name. I don't want to give him any kind of clout. Like my boy Israel Adesanya would say, like, I don't want to give him any clout. I'm not going to mention his name. On so, like some article or some podcast said, I guess the Magic could move on from Jonathan Isaac this offseason uh, because of the injuries and you know games that he's missed have taken away some of the guarantees in his contract. So they could waive Jonathan Isaac this offseason and save a bunch of money if they wanted to. Yes, but it is all speculation. This dude has no inside sources. The Magic do not leak anything. And in my opinion, it wouldn't make sense for the Magic to have invested so much in Jonathan Isaac up to this point. The risk versus reward with this kid is still too high. You're not going to waive him to save $10 million. It would be ridiculous. But what I want everyone listening to take away from this is do not pay any attention to what you see in the media about the Orlando Magic. The Magic do not leak anything. Nobody ever knows what they are going to do. Until the Magic actually do something, that is the moment that you can believe what you read or what you hear. Yeah. No, that's just one of those things that we're like, do we want to mention this? And you're like, ah, just solely for the fact of how stupid it is is why we want to mention <laughs> it. And that's it. 
Like it is very stupid. I started reading the article because sometimes these these articles, even though I know this front office doesn't leak anything, sometimes I'm reading them and I'm like, hmm, maybe. But it's like there was nothing of of any type of like sustenance in there. Like nothing in there was like, wow, maybe this guy's onto something. And it's like basically, yeah, bottom line, magic could. It's like, yeah, they could do a lot of things. They could also win the number one pick. This guy was so. going through spot track like he does every offseason, trying to get ready for free agency, and came across the fact that the Magic could save $10 million by waving Jonathan Isaac. And his, his brain, he's like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Let me put this out into like the media atmosphere of NBA-ness and let it catch on. And sure enough, Plus, good for him, it did. But it's just, it well, means less than nothing. What's that old adage? Sex sells. Jonathan Isaac sells. And uh, let's let's not putting Jonathan Isaac that he sex knows. in the same that that is wild. <laughs> that is well, wild. Well, you know, it, listen, man, that is it is an it analogy, and I can't say that it's wrong. You mentioned either wrong. one of those things, and people pay attention to what you say. Is, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what we're getting at. Absolutely. Yep. Paolo Bancaro uh, was at the the Formula One race in Miami this weekend. And ran into Martin Brundle again. So if you're unfamiliar with Martin Brundle, he covers uh, Formula One, I suppose. I'm not going to act like I'm super you know, versed in Formula One and, and, and such. But I think it's for the Sky Sports in the UK. I think that's his affiliation. I could be butchering this. But last year, you may remember, he ran into Paolo Bancaro and thought he was Patrick Mahomes. And Paolo was very gracious at the time. And was very gracious today when he ran into Martin Brundle. You know, told him like, "Hey, it's been a great year for me. I'm honored that you know my name now. You're, you're great at what you do, everything like that." Producer Kevin put in the group chat. He's like, "Man, I hope Paolo is always like this because he's just such a good kid, and I could not agree more." Yeah, that's uh, listen. I I did watch some of the broadcast because I think it was Phil with uh, Orlando Magic Daily, Locked On Magic, who put out there that you know this is live on abc i believe it was and so i just pulled up the espn app and went to the feed but it was very interesting it was very man on the street the way that the old martin was operating the interview game and uh i appreciated it i really did i watched a few minutes of it but um yeah man it it's cool I'm, i i guess paolo is is he officially an f1 fan like has he been in i know he was at the event last year but I just wonder if he's going because he's going or like just people go or like it's the Derby or something. Or see, I wonder if he's an avid fan. Maybe one day when we have him on the show, we can ask him about his experience with F1. A lot of people that I like and respect like Formula One. I think at some point I want to give it a go. But like I've got too many things that I'm like trying to give a go currently. You know, <laughs> like this is my time of the year where I, I sit back and I would get to watch anime again. I'm rewatching all of Attack on Titan right now. I'm at numerous points throughout the year. I'm trying to get into like the English Premier League. I know that is kind of like wrapping up. There are way too many players and teams and leagues around the world. As I'm trying to get more into soccer, I've got a mountain to climb before I can get to Formula One. And soccer is that mountain in terms of I, sports anyway. I Yeah, I heard that... Um... Formula One, the special that they've got on Netflix, like the sees the documentary type stuff they do on Netflix or have. I've heard that's where you should start. I've heard if you watch that, that you'll be hooked, like guaranteed. Yeah, because there's storylines and and everything like that, everything that you need to get involved. The other thing is, I'm I'm to the point where I'm just 
too old to get into another sport. Like you said, there's so many players and teams. Bro, you're and like the only you're like reason. Seventeen years old. <laughs> the only reason that I got super into the NBA was like video games. Like NBA Live was where I started at, then made my way to two K once live kind of fizzled out. Um, I want to say the one that I actually played a lot was Live '06 with D Wade. I think on the cover. You are such a. I think that was the one. It's it's um, it's NBA Live '05 with Carmelo on the cover. That is the NBA Live. Oh, a year before, and I'm all right. Anyway, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, NBA Live where you like all these players had their special like power up stuff. They were like D Wade was a high flyer and you could like hold the left trigger and dude, all I did was play NBA Live. But my point is that is the only reason I got to know a ton of random NBA players and like then 2K turned into that for me. And now I just like watch enough of the NBA that I know random players. But if I didn't have a video game that like catapulted me into the onto the scene, the FIFA, forget about it. The Premier League and all, like you said, the teams and players, I, I'm just too far behind. It is a lot. Jason Tatum paid a little, you know, homage to our boy Paolo Bancaro mm-hmm. today uh, in their loss to the the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Now that series is tied up at two games apiece. He wore the the Huevos Bancheros Tatum ones. I went back and looked. Paolo wore those. Debuted those. Sunday, March 26th, in a 119-106 victory over the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. Tatum quite literally sold the bag today, especially that last possession in overtime. He is, like, murkying the name of Paolo Huevos Bancheros. <laughs> if you're going to wear the Huevos Bancheros, you better have some, some you know, big Huevos, you know? <laughs> and you got to win the game, Jason. What are you doing? Yeah, to be fair, he he showed out a little bit. Tatum still played well in them, uh, from what I remember when I was watching. I never I haven't looked at a box score, but from what I saw, Tatum was 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 playing well. His quote was, "I was honored that people wanted to make their own version of the you know obviously the Tatum ones." When I saw that Paolo was making that, I couldn't wait to get my pair and wear them on the court. I'm just very happy and relieved that we've got a guy that people are wanting to to respect and honor like with, with wearing sh- just incredible. You yeah. remember the movie like Mike with, with Lil Bow Wow back in the day, who would you cast <laughs> to be like Paolo? Like, who are you <laughs> casting to be little, little, little Paolo huevos ranchos, bancheros, bancheros. I, I want to ask you, I have no idea. Dude, I, I have, have not... absolutely no idea. <laughs> Why would you he's ask only me? like he's no 20, 20 years old. It's like, I don't. I have no idea. You know, I'm trying to think. Like we go all the way back in um, time. I mean, the braids. Like oh, if you we going... could put Bow Wow in a time machine. You know, he's got the braids like Paolo. <clears throat> I mean, I don't have a great answer True. for that. I sh- that was a dumb question. Anyways, that it was a little bit of a dumb question, but I will give you an answer. Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. Okay, put him in there. He's he's, he's like, all the hype. He, I think he might be older than Paolo. <laughs> he's been doing the stranger yeah, to things be fair, he plays like a for like a like long a time now yeah caleb mclaughlin is 21 years old he is older than paolo that is hilarious if we could go back to like the beginning of stranger things maybe you, you might have a case mm-hmm. there yeah all right 
Before we get into our conversation with Drew Gooden, we want to give a special shout out to our wonderful patrons, the folks that help financially support every show, including our boy, Drew Gooden. If you think that you are too good to financially support the Six Man Show, Drew Gooden (laughs) helps support the Six Man Show. Now, he does very well for himself, I'm assuming, on YouTube. His support is very much appreciated. But if you think you're too good for it, just think Drew Gooden does. If Drew Gooden can, you can, folks. And you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show for as little as $2 a month. That is like one tenth of a Starbucks order. You can help financially support the show. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We shout out our elite tier and Hall of Fame tier patrons every single episode. So I'll go ahead and start by shouting out the court cousins. And then, yes, Drew Gooden. Armin, Carson Tulo, Normal, Magic Player History, Julio, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, The Distract, Donkey Punch, Dave, It's Not OKK to Say Okiki, Pierre A, Nostalgia and M&M's, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95 Shred, Junior Barus, Half Recon, Shahin 177, Bobby the Don, Himlo Ban Himro, R Improv 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Let's Spank Don't Take, Soft Taco, Jesse, Johnny B, Fuego Nando, Victor Cologne, Fanimal 72, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Bobble, his first name is his last name, only Franz Maria. A big shout out to all of our patrons. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now, without further ado, let's get into our conversation with YouTube superstar and best friend of the podcast, Drew Gooden. All right, Magic fans, we are now joined by a very special guest, best friend of the podcast, YouTube superstar, and all-around gentleman and scholar, Drew Gooden. (laughs) Not the NBA Drew Gooden, but the YouTube Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden, what's up, buddy? How are you? That's I'm doing great. That's right. I'm not the I'm the YouTube superstar, not the former superstar um, of the NBA. I'm the <laughs> internet, the, the YouTube video where you tried to get taller and unfortunately were <laughs> unsuccessful. But I was really rooting for you to overtake the other Drew Gooden. Yeah, I had a long, a long way to go. I mean, I was hoping just to get uh, like six one, six two. I think he's six ten, so that, that's almost a solid foot taller. But <laughs> I think you know, if you can get the ball rolling at all with growing and just starts, I figured just limit. You know, it's limitless. I just keep mm-hmm. going, but didn't mm-hmm. work. 
no matter how many stretches or hanging upside down that I did, um, I'm still just a wee little, wee little lad. How, how did that, I, what was the genesis of that video idea? Where did that come from? Um, I got, I think it was YouTube shorts. Like sometimes you'll just start scrolling on YouTube shorts. And I got one that was like, uh, how I got taller in two weeks or something. I was like, no, you didn't. And I just got really angry. I was like, no, you're lying. You're lying for views. Something that, uh, no one has ever done before on the internet. But, um, and so I found some other videos and I was like, I'm going to do it myself. I'm not just going to make fun of the videos. I'm going to do it myself and see if I, maybe they're right, but no, none of the tactics worked. I was the exact same. <laughs> I didn't even fluctuate at all, like at any point. And they say that like you fluctuate, your, your height does fluctuate throughout the day. I think you're taller in the morning and a little shorter, or maybe I have that backwards, but like no matter what, I was exactly the same every time. So I just really suck at growing. <laughs> but. Mm, that's that's fair. And Drew, it has been over a year now Yeah, uh, since our episode with you. You did episode 200 with us. This is your fifth appearance, really, on the Six Man wow. Show. Definitely the, the leader. We've done a roundtable with you. Wow. Definitely the leader. Oh, that's uh, right. We did the roundtable. Yeah, we did a roundtable with you, and we did some just one-offs with you as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's we, our last episode got released with you May fifth. So we're over a year since we last had you on. Mm -hmm. Is there uh, any anything new? Is that NBA hat new that you've got on right now? Is there anything new? <laughs> oh, in this you last noticed year? my Rob Lowe. Uh, oh, he was wearing <laughs> the NFL one, but I just I love the just corporate logo. I'm just like I'm just a fan of the sport. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no specific affiliation. I just love love the game. Um, no, I got this. My dad was at an at a like an auction thing a couple years ago, and there was like a whole bundle with like I've got a pen actually and. An NBA pen, and this is my favorite pen. It's so you ever get a pen that's so nice? It's my favorite pen. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this hat was in there, and I love it. <laughs> now you're Rob Lowe, and now I'm Rob Lowe. Um, yeah, Drew, good season for the Magic, like all things considered, yes. smashing success, but it was a little bit of a roller coaster. Walk us through the Drew Gooden experience of the Magic season, you know, starting five and 20. You go on a big win streak, and then the rest of the season, like you're pretty good. Yeah, you've had a a, a tortured past, you know, being a Dolphins fan and and, and a Magic fan. What mm. was it this season in particular like for you? Uh, I would say tortured past and present. It just yeah, never fair. ends with the Dolphins. Um, we're hoping that with the Magic, it turns around. But yeah, I think after last season, um, the season before the one that just ended, where it was just we couldn't wait for it to be over. We were just looking forward to the draft, looking forward to the lottery. We we're like, I can't watch another tanking season going into this one. We felt like, Oh, things are turning around. We got guys back healthy. We got Paolo. Let's do it. And then obviously, you know how the season started. It was like, are we doing this again? But thankfully I ultimately worked out because we did tank enough to do the correct, like smart move for the future. We should have a nice draft pick. We should have two of them this year. Um, but we got to just get all the tanking out of the way early so we could enjoy like a fun, almost playoff run and feel momentum in, into the future. All things considered, I would say this was about as well as the season could have gone because we knew watching it as fun as it was like our best guys are like 21 and 22 years old. We're not doing anything. If we made the playoffs, we weren't winning anything. We weren't, you know, going to suddenly beat the Bucks or the Celtics or any of these teams. Um, so it's just better to to you know go into the draft, get another 
hopefully two guys who can contribute and just go into next year. And I'm just excited to see, you know, year two, Paolo year three Franz. I think Jalen's going to take a big step. Um, Cole was really great. The second half of the year. I mean, uh, for a lot of the season, it wasn't just the team as a whole that kind of turned it around, but all these individual players like Markel coming back. And once he got into a groove, it was like, I have never seen this version of Markel in the NBA. Like suddenly his ceiling's going up. Uh, Cole was so, so consistent when, you know, I've heard you guys talk where we had issues where it felt like, I don't know if he's embracing his role, if he's, if this is, if it's ever going to work out, but he just, you know, he was the perfect six man for a while. So there's just so much to look forward to going forward. And yeah, all things considered, I think it was a really fun year to watch. I love the way that you put that. We got all the tanking out of the way early, Luke. <laughs> I, I didn't think of it like that, but I love that. <laughs> Yeah, the reverse the reverse tank. Yeah, the year before, you know, we suffered through it in the end where it's like we really got to start stacking losses and it was so brutal. It's like, please, can we fast forward to May and June and April or in uh, July? But um, yeah, this year we got it out early and then we're like competitive team for a while. We were like one of the top 10 teams statistically for a while. Uh, and just, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot, just so many great. I, I've really only followed the team closely for about five years now it really started with like the the vooch fournier ag uh you know eight seed win a playoff game and then lose the rest kind of thing and this season i think was still more fun even though you know mathematically those were more successful it's just like because there were games where like the new orleans game where paolo took over at the end and it's like is this guy gonna be the greatest player in nba history like just all these little yeah, moments dude. where you know jalen had the game winner and against chicago and just like the when it when it was really good this year it was so fun because it's such a fun you know exciting young team with so much potential and when you see you know what it could be like consistently in a few years and you get that little glimmer of hope it was like it's really exciting so why do you think uh this year was more fun <laughs> than the year like that we you know make the huge run we're the seven seed like what what's the differences you think in terms I, of perspective? i think it's just i guess it's just the long-term outlook um you know because it's like rather than the centerpiece of our team being like a 29 year old center and you know terrence ross coming off the bench as like a 30 31 year old like it, it we just knew like even the best case scenario like that team needed a superstar um, and I think that's the biggest difference is we feel like we have one now where you look back at those rosters from a few years ago, we had a lot of great second and third options if we just had the one superstar. And now we're in a situation where we feel like Paolo could maybe be that guy um, or just him and Franz combined can be have the power of one superstar. And is, now it's just we're kind of doing the reverse where we have to fill out the roster. But I think it's just the knowing how the NBA works and how it's so star driven and you really need to have the best player on the court to win so many of these big playoff games, seeing moments where you feel like you could have that guy on the team and not have to rely on, you know, uh, Oh, maybe this is a year Aaron Gordon puts it all together and th <laughs> that kind of thing. But do you, so last year we sat here and the conversation that we had, one of them was you had said, you wouldn't trade a big name and you wanted to wait. You wait trade for a big name and you mm -hmm. wanted to kind of just play the wait and see game. Sitting here a year later, knowing how this last year went and looking ahead this offseason, mm -hmm. I'll pose the same question. Are you open to trying to trade for a big name or, or are you kind of still in the wait and see mode and see how things play out? 
Um, well, I'm curious to hear how you guys feel. I mean, it it, it mostly depends on, on the name. Um, I mean, the the guys, I'm also would, would be curious to kind of go back when I was against a trade and think like what the possible trades were. I guess Donovan Mitchell would have been one, but what would we have given up? Oh, Rudy. Yeah, I think we missed out. Those are the two that. names we missed. Yeah. We missed out on Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's a perfect example of like, like if you look at the similarities between us now and where, you know, Minnesota felt they were a year ago, we're like, all right, we have the young star to build around. Now let's just mortgage our future mm-hmm. and go after this other big name, which people questioned at the time. It didn't seem like a smart move at the time and it certainly didn't pan out, but that's the fear where it's like, we have all this forward momentum as much as I would love to make a move and be more competitive this year. Um, it just has to be the right. It has to be someone who can grow with the team because again, it's like, we're five years away from Paolo being 27 and that's kind of the, when you enter your prime as like an NBA star. So there's not like a huge rush to, um, yeah, bring like a 30 year old onto the team, but I don't know who, who out of like the names out there, I've heard you guys throw around a couple of them. Are there ones where you would be willing to give up a lot or who you feel would fit really well with this team? Like what, what's kind of the short list for you? Um, I'm giving away and doing a lot of things for Luka Doncic. That's if there's a name that I'm throwing around anywhere. Yeah. He's the one. He's young. You're able to kind of just put him in with this roster and obviously you're going to be you talk about mortgaging, you know, your future. You're putting a lot on on that type of trade, but mm-hmm. I'd say that that Luka is is on the very short list for me right now that I'm willing to just give away everything. I would like obviously we're all in agreement. Luca here would be fantastic, but like, do you think Luca is even potentially moved this summer? I feel like that's no. at least a couple of years away. Yeah, but it, it 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 feels like it. I think that he could be as soon as a year away. To be honest with you, like, right? Well, that if, if they run it back and do the same stuff, like it's yeah, and that's that, and that's uh, a reason to possibly just keep waiting and hold on to. You onto your assets because it it's not always about like, well, we want to make a big move now. Let's just take who's available. If he's not available now, I, I don't know. Who are we getting instead? I think like to compare it to an NFL thing, like uh, for years, the past few years, Miami needed a receiver. We needed receiver help. So we could have a couple of years ago gone out and give, given a big bunch of money to Kenny Galladay. And you know how that turned out in on the Giants. Yeah. That's just how it is. Sometimes it's like, this is our need. We have the money. We're going to do it now. But it's not always the right player at the right time, where if we had done that, we wouldn't have had the money the following year to go out and trade for Tyreek Hill, who wasn't available the year before. So you compare that now, it's like, well, if we think there's even a chance we could trade for Luca one or two years down the road, do we want to sell out all our assets now and make a big move now? Or do we want to just keep letting these guys grow um, you know, and hold on to them until the right move presents itself? Um, I think that's that's one way to look at it. Cause I, my big fear is as much as I'd, and there's a few guys that I would want to potentially trade for. I think Mikhail Bridges, if he was available and we didn't have to give up Paolo or Franz, I think that would be really, that's really intriguing to me. Um, you know, I, I know you guys mentioned Anthony Edwards, obviously I'd love to trade for him, but I don't think you're getting him without throwing in, <laughs> in Franz. I don't think you're getting Jalen Brown without throwing in Franz or, or a couple young, you know, so it's, it's, it's so hard to like, you, you want to make the big move that completes the roster, but it's also like, I like all these young players. I like what we have. And 
I don't want to lose Franz. What if he goes on to be better than the person that we trade him for? And it's just, I don't want to be on the other end of that when we've been on with like the Vucevic trade, we've been on the good side of it. I want to stay <laughs> making the smart moves and building out this way. So I don't know. Right. I think that's where I am. Like I'm totally fine waiting. Like if something, someone becomes available and it doesn't cost you Paolo or Franz, like the, the other thing is like, if you can get a guy that's going to like, definitely like a top 15 guy like a Luca like you you trade whatever you have to do outside of Paolo mm -hmm. like I Luca more than likely is going to end up being the better player but like he's got shortcomings you know he you have to build everything around him and Dallas has tried to do that so far and hasn't had a ton of success doing that as good as he is Mm -hmm. where Paolo, you know, it may be a little bit easier to build around a guy like Paolo. Maybe guys would be more willing to play with a guy like Paolo. But if like Franz, if Franz has to be included in a Luka Doncic deal, it would kill me. But I wish you the best in luck in Dallas, my boy. Like that's a deal <laughs> that you would have to make as much as it would suck. But I'm still mm -hmm. very much in the camp of like, let's wait. Nothing has to be done now. But Drew, I want to shift gears a little bit. And I, I need you to be honest here, a little honesty hour with, with Drew Gooden. We talked to you last year, like right before the draft lottery. One, I want to know where you were during the draft lottery and like what was your reaction? And then what camp were you in, Paolo, Chet, or Jabari Smith Jr.? Well, I'm, I'm happy to admit, and I have photographic proof. Someone asked me on Twitter around this time last year who, or I guess it was later, it was after the lottery, once we had the number one pick out of the three. And I was like, I think I want Bancaro, but I don't think it's going to happen. Good so man. near the end, I was like, I think I'm in on Paolo. I think like the things that, you know, his shortcomings that were described at the time, the defense, the shooting, like I wasn't that worried about those because I felt like those could get better. But like Chet, I was worried about getting injured. And that happened right away. I still think he can be very good and have a long career, you know, but, but, you know, and then Jabari like wasn't even that good of a shooter this year as he's trying to adjust to the NBA. But Paolo right away is just like, no, I'm, I'm a guy like I'm here. I'm, you know, you can just give me the ball and I'm going to make something happen. Like just the, he's, the, he scored in so many different ways this year. And it's like, that's what you need. Someone who can just like go get a bucket, you know, he obviously he needs, still needs to get better. Uh, from three and really just shooting in general. But I was, I'll happily say that I, at the end, was correct. <laughs> I, were, I found the receipts. I, I found the receipts. Yeah. If you search uh, my Twitter and Bankera, you'll yep. see. I yeah. Oh, I did. I did. Someone just said, Drew, who do you want at number one overall? And Drew, June 13th at 9 p.m., <laughs> Bankero, but I don't think it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So well, Jeff we right and saw that tweet, and we we're glad that I was I did like a like a vlog like that whole week of like what I thought was going to happen, and I woke up like the day or two days before, and I was like, I just have a weird feeling that it's going to be Paolo. And I'm glad mm -hmm. my feeling was right. I'm glad what I wanted to happen in the moment didn't happen. Yeah, Usually well, we case. were so we were so just. We had no idea what they were going to do. It kept changing. It seemed like it's going to be Jabari or Chet. For the most part, it seemed like it was going to be Jabari, but we were just guessing. And it was just sort of like, well, today, actually, we should talk about what if it's Chet or, you know, because um, you just don't get any information from the front office. But, um, yeah, it was it was a right pick. And I just think that's going to be the most pivotal move for this franchise going forward. And it was it was the correct one. And that's that feels good. Where were you for the lottery? 
Um, so I was going to go and then I got a sinus infection and I wasn't Ooh, feeling good and I was worried it was COVID and I didn't want to like go spread, you know, and it didn't end up being COVID. I would just had like a cold, but I had to <laughs> sit at home and I was like, I did. And I also just, I never in a million years thought we would get the number one pick. So right. I'm just like, <laughs> we're going to get five again. You know, I already went through this last year. Like historically, this is not a very lucky team. Nothing good is going to happen. And then I just kept watching and once it got to the top four and they do the commercial break, you're like, well, now anything's possible. <laughs> so, and that was great. I remember having to explain to Amanda what it meant because she was like half paying attention. She was kind of everything. There. Uh, it, this means the world. Babe. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> Come October, I, at four nights a week, you're not going to hear a word from me. I'm going to be <laughs> watching TV in the other room. This is changing my life. And it did. It did. I, do you... Th- we're heading into, and I we I've talked to Jonathan about this about how ecstatic we were for the number one pick, and we didn't even know who it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But then we saw Wimby on Twitter the other day, and he said something like, "We're ten days away from finding out where I'm going to be." And I sent that to our group chat, and Jonathan was like, "Can you imagine just knowing you're going number one?" But mm-hmm. but that's truly this is the case. Like he is the consensus at this point. Consensus number one. It'll be very interesting once we put a team, the Magic, in the number one slot, what we hear as far as reports. Not much, but um, but we'll see as it kind of shakes out. But nonetheless, we were ecstatic last year, and we didn't even know who it was going to be. Yeah, that that's what's crazy to think about. Is Well, I think collectively, we, were all, we all just wanted top three. We were really worried about getting four because it felt like there were three guys who could be number one, and they were all around, you know. Knowing what we know now, we'd say, well, of course, Paolo is a number one pick, the runaway favorite, and he's going to be the franchise changing guy. So we but just, yeah, we just wanted top three. I just wanted top three. So anything else on top of that was like, this is great. But this year, if you get number one, it's like it's for the past 10 months, it's been women Yama, you know, and no one else is even close. I can't I just we talk about this every single week, but. Like I, I still have that belief. It's a nine percent chance. Like nine or is it nine or nine and a half? It's a nine percent chance could that we end up with number one. But it's only five percent less than it was last year. Exactly. And it happened last year. So like the five percent difference doesn't feel that big to me. And I just I keep letting my mind wander to us winning the number one overall pick again because it's just I, I am hard pressed to. Like, look back and say, like, in the moment, this team is going to be set for the next 10 years because you have, like, two potentially generational players. When has that ever happened? Mm-hmm. Where, like, is it- last year, nobody knew that Paolo was going to be this good, but now he is. And if you go back, you know, 12 months, everyone's like, Paolo's the consensus number one overall pick in that draft, right? And we'd be like, wow, mm-hmm. we're getting a generational guy at number one with Paolo. Right. And then it's like, oh my gosh, the very next year, here comes another LeBron, Zion, Kevin Durant, Victor Wembanyama, this massive yeah. prospect. And if he's been talked him- about the way that all those other guys, of, of only a few guys in, in NBA history have been talked about where it's yeah. like, this is like going to change basketball. He's enormous. He shoots. He can do anything. He, yeah, he Euro stepped from the three point line and, and dunked like to, yeah, it's insane. Add that to Powell and Bronze, and it's just like, this is the best core in the NBA by a mile. Young core. Man, I I can't wait until opening night when it's 
Markel Fault at point and Franz Wagner at the two and Paolo at the three and Wimby at the four and Wendell at the five. Yeah. Man, it's going to be a good time to be a Magic fan. I'll tell yeah. you what. Yeah, but, it what it's you know the roster. It, it feels like we have it in place. We just need like a shooting guard. But if we get Wimanyama, everyone just you know everyone scoot over one over. and just all right. You're a shooting guard now, Franz, and everyone else. You're probably stunning Jalen Suggs's growth and maybe his imminent exit from the team. But you got Wimbanyama. And as, as as Bill Simmons says, uh, he calls the teams that were tanking the trauma for Wimbanyama uh, <laughs> sweepstakes. So I can appreciate it. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, so, Drew, I do also want to ask you. Last year as well on the podcast, we talked about Franz Wagner very briefly. And the point you made was you were sick of hearing analysts always put a ceiling on Franz Wagner. Mm-hmm. So we'll play a game. Jonathan, you're involved in this game. We'll play a game. It's a fill in the blank game. And uh, Drew, you can answer first. But now, you, you and you said, yeah, the sky was the limit. So my question is, on a championship team, Franz is your blank best player. What? How good is Franz Wagner? Is he, is he your third, fourth, third, second? I would go as high as two. Um, I think... I mean, it would work out like best case scenario is that Paolo is your best player and Franz is your second best. And that is good enough to be a championship contender. I mean, that's what we're all hoping. But, you know, I think he's he's only in his second year and he's already shown so much. And he just like if he can just, you know, maybe get to the free throw line more. He shot the ball. Everything went up statistically this year. Like there's no reason to believe he won't just keep getting better. And I think that he has the size, the the shiftiness, the the talent, the the intelligent. He's got everything you want. I think you he could be your second best player on a championship team. And if he's your third best player, then you got a really good roster. If he's uh-huh. your third third best player. That is a dynasty. Like you're winning yeah. multiple championships <laughs> with with Franz Wagner being your third best player. I would say he can be the second best player on a championship team. I'm right there with you, Drew. If you just go back through like the last several NBA finals, you know, in, in those champions last year, best player, Steph Curry, second best player, Andrew Wiggins, maybe Clay Thompson. Why can't Franz be as good as Andrew Wiggins or this version of Clay Thompson, you know, after the injuries and everything like that, you go back to the year before that Giannis and Ted Why can't Franz Wagner be as good as Chris Middleton? I'm right there. Mm-hmm. Go back a, a couple of uh, years again, Kawhi Leonard. He can't be as good as Pascal Siakam. Like to me, it's a it's a he, he he's like one point five because I think he has the potential to be better than a lot of those guys that were the second best players on championship teams. Yeah, and I think what you want and need from your second best player is someone who can be dominant when your first best player just doesn't have it that night. Like you see in Boston with uh, Jalen and and Jason Tatum. Like there's nights where Jalen Brown looks he's just unstoppable. He puts up like forty points. He he can't miss. And Tatum doesn't even have to do that much. Like, that's what you want out of your your second best player. Um, and then Franz did that this year in games. And I think I think he could do it in even bigger games in the future. So my thing is, Jonathan, you go through that list and it's like, I, t- I say all this about Paolo and I hype up Paolo and he's great and all that. But it wasn't the second name listed that really made me think. It was the first name you listed. Yeah. Steph. Giannis, Kawhi, like I want to say Paolo will be as good as those guys, 
but I just don't know, which is why I think my answer right now is a conservative Franz is your third best player on a championship team solely because of the thinking of maybe Palos or two and the magic land a star, whether that is a trade or free agency here in a, a couple of years or a few years, whatever it might be. You know, I don't know the fallback plan. I, I just, I can't like, I, I, we talk so much about Palo and it's like, I still, my brain won't let me believe that he is going to be Steph, Giannis, Kawhi caliber, even though I, I think it, mm-hmm. but I don't, I, you know, when someone's like, is he going to be as good as those guys? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I hope so. Based on what we saw this year, but yeah, I, I, yeah. So for me, my answer is, is Franz being at that third best player on your team. Now, is that more about Franz or is that more about Paolo? Cause to me, the argument that you just laid out, seems to right. say more about what you think of Paolo potentially. Like, let me just, like, straight up. Right. Can Franz be as good as 2021 Chris Middleton? Yeah. Can he be as good yeah. as 2019 Pascal Siakam? Yep. That, that's where but, I'm at. But, yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But that's they had superstar top five talent in the league on their team. So they were they were able to be the second best player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there was a huge separation between one and two. I'm saying in a right vacuum, now you're, you're talking about on the magic. Right. Yes, I understand. But that was kind of like, I don't know, the, the superstardom level of those guys allows. You know what I mean? So it's, it is a little different. And it does have you. I feel like I have to think about Paolo when I'm saying that in that scenario. I don't right. know. It, but if you were to separate it from the magic and from Paolo, I think Franz could be, if he's on the team with Giannis and he's the second best player, like they still are championship right. contenders every year. If he's on a team with, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Peak Steph, uh, KD, Devin Booker right now, who looks like the, you know, second coming of Michael Jordan in this playoffs. Like if he's the second best it's player, like the first with coming one of those, Devin Booker. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I didn't mean to disrespect him, but, uh, you know, but no, he's insane. Um, yeah, I think, uh, it, so in that scenario, it just comes down to like, if Paolo is your number one guy, can he be as good as Giannis was two years ago? And that kind of thing. I mean, we'll find out that's a whole other level, but, um, you know, I think if, if those are your best two players on a team, you're going to be championship contenders. If, uh, you have a really good team with them, you know, it's, it's, you'd have to have a, a good bench, you know, a good point guard, a good a center, you know, it's, it's not going to just be down to them. Like, you know, speaking of Phoenix, how it's just kind of Katie and Devin Booker and a bunch of guys that like, wouldn't even be playing for other teams in the playoffs, but they're, they gave away all their depth to get Kevin Durant. If you have a deep team and Paolo and Franz are your best two players and they're, you know, 25, 26 is in the future. Um, I think, I think the window's wide open. Drew, my philosophy like around the draft and like prospects and the way that like the lottery needs to shake out for the magic is like really changed this year without me even realizing that it was happening in recent years like you're you're looking at all of these like prospects you know depending on where the magic are drafting you're like can i talk myself into mario hazonia being you know the best player in the league is this Mm -hmm. the year that aaron gordon like takes the leap like we went into every draft the last 10 years like we need a guy who can become like a superstar. And for me, that's totally changed. Like I'm watching film on like Taylor Hendricks and uh, Grady Dick. And I'm like, I'm totally fine with these guys because we don't need mm-hmm. them to be the best player. What What is that feeling like for you? Like we're going into the lottery. We're going into the draft. 
we don't really necessarily need like the guy. We can just draft nice complimentary pieces. Like it's given me such peace of mind. I don't know yeah. about you. It does feel like there's a little bit less pressure on this draft. I mean, we've got two picks. It's I, I don't you know, I haven't done a lot of studying on the draft class outside of like the top couple guys. But like it seems like uh, there's a lot of good role players available and not necessarily like a big star outside of Wimby. And it's like, well, that's fine, because what we need is like a deeper roster with guys who can shoot, who can come off the bench. You know, uh, we kind of need a, a backup five. We need, you know, so, yeah, a, a guy like Grady Dick, who is just sort of like a, a tall white guy who can shoot really well and cut and off the ball. And like, that, that sounds great. Sign me up. Like, that's what we need on this team is guys who can space the floor, because now you're not thinking in terms of who can we build around. You're thinking about this is what we have. How do we build around them? So it's a, it's like the total opposite approach. And it feels great. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Jonathan. No, go ahead. I was going to shift into Tankathon, but if you've got something else, well, let's let's get into it. No, I, I we were going to get there anyway, so we we can we can go to Tankathon. I want I want to see Jonathan if we can replicate the cinema that was <laughs> last week because I was throwing my hat and none of that. Like I, I we got off of the recording and I was like, they're going to think that was rigged. Yep, they're going to think. And then Kevin and then Kevin. <laughs> And then Kevin was like, no, they're going to see your reaction and they're going to know and believe it wasn't rigged at all and that it actually was your first time spinning and first time hearing the results. So I'm I'm listen, I'm my body is ready. We still got a comment and saying, like, I'm not totally convinced that this wasn't like premeditated, <laughs> but it, yeah. it was. Well, that's because it it worked out so perfectly. It that really it's like did. You couldn't script this, but. They, or do you yeah. couldn't not script this, I guess what they're saying. I don't know. <laughs> the best part is at the beginning, I'm like, usually I just hit the thing and I say, oh, the magic got one and 11. Well, we're going to yeah, do it differently. Yeah. And the magic still got one and 11. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's yeah. shift to Tankathon. We're going to do Tankathon this week with our buddy uh, Drew Gooden here. So if you're not familiar with Tankathon, it is an online NBA draft lottery simulator. You just click the button and they run the simulator for you. Right now, uh, the Magic have the sixth best odds in the draft. They have a 37.2% chance of ending up in the top four. They have a 9% chance of ending up number one overall. They do own the rights to the Chicago Bulls pick, but it is top four protected. So if the Bulls somehow end up in the top four, the Bulls will keep that pick and it will not convey to the Magic. It will be a top one through three protected pick next year. Right now, the Bulls are sitting with the 11th best odds. They have an 8.5% chance of keeping their pick and ending up in the top four, and they have a 1.8% chance of ending up number one overall. I'm going to sim the lottery, and then just like we did last week, I'm going to do my best Mark Tatum impression where we start at 14 and we just announce the picks as we go up, and hopefully some awesome stuff happens. I'm already nervous. I'm already nervous, too. I haven't even hit the button. Let's hit the button here. I'm pumped. Let's do it. (laughs) With the 14th pick in the 2023 NBA draft, uh, the pick goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. The 13th pick in the 2023 NBA draft will go to the Toronto Raptors. The 12th pick will go to the Oklahoma City Thunder. The 11th pick in the 2023 NBA draft goes to the Chicago Bulls. It conveys to the Magic. With the 10th pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Dallas Mavericks, the ninth pick will go to the Indiana Pacers. And the 2023 NBA draft, the eighth pick will go to the Orlando Magic. We weren't Damn. quite as lucky this time. The Magic dropped two oh. spots. Seven is Portland. Six is San Antonio. Five is Houston. Washington jumps from eight up to four. 
Uh, Detroit drops two spots to three. Charlotte jumps two spots to two. And Utah, who everyone thought was tanking the season away, they didn't tank, and they end up with the number one overall pick anyways. Hmm. You said, you wow, so Utah jumps from nine to one in that scenario. They jump all the way up. And, and Washington went from eight to four, right? Correct. Man, we knew things were getting fishy when... Uh, when the when 10th spot in this simulation was not the Dallas Mavericks or whatever it was. Uh, that is, that's unfortunate. If, if that is the case on lottery night, how do we feel? Essentially, what, 8 and 11? Yeah, so right now that would be mocked to be Cam Whitmore out of Villanova and then uh, Bryce Sensabaugh uh, from Ohio State, which watch a little bit of tape on. Bryce Sensabaugh right now doesn't get me Super excited. At least that's the way that everything is mocked. I started yeah. watching film. I started with like the two that everybody's talking about, you know, from UCF, Taylor Hendricks and Grady Dick. And I said, like, if Taylor Hicks is there at 11, like he's a great pick. And people are like, oh, he's going to be way gone way before that. He may, like very well may be he's that good. But in like every mock draft, he's mocked to go like 10 to Dallas. So I'm not that far. Yeah, off well, we also we also have a bunch of biased UCF. Yeah, that, there might be that... some of that. That he'll be gone long before then. Yeah, whatever, dude. He's gonna be the number one pick. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But what I will Wemby say about Bryce who Sensabaugh, who, who knew? <laughs> yeah, we what I will one. say, Jonathan, what you you mentioned, you know, Bryce Sensabaugh didn't really seem to do it for you. I'm not gonna act like I've watched Bryce Sensabaugh yet. My 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 film sessions are gonna take place this week. I'm gonna tap into uh, Keandre Hoop Intellect on YouTube. Um, quick plug there um, and and look at what he's done as far as scout you know goes. But Bryce Sensabaugh, four and a half threes a game, 40 and a half percent. If we're talking the magic need shooting, I don't really I don't want projects, but it's the I six, just want six, a guy 235 for me. It's, it's mm. the body type. He's not really explosive. He the way that he moves and I've watched very limited. So Ohio State. Bryce Sensabaugh stands don't come for me when I say this. The few minutes, again, few minutes that I watched of Bryce Sensabaugh, I got major OKK vibes. Mm. The way that he's moving and like his level of athleticism, I'm not saying their games are similar, but I, right. I, got, I got OKK vibes. Mm. So we'll um, see. That is, that is not OKK with me. So Yeah. Can I share... Got me excited. Can I share my screen while you guys are talking about Please that? Please do. I just, out of curiosity, I pulled up Tankathon. I hit Sim Lottery one time. <laughs> Let's go. And Orlando, your so, Orlando Magic move up five spots Drew, to number one, and we keep the Bulls pick at 11. Talk talk to our listeners, Drew, about your experience <laughs> with Tankathon last year and now this. Yeah. So two years ago, you Wait, know, is that, a, had, is that a what, bookmark of picture of hotdog.com? Uh, <laughs> nothing. That's not mine. <laughs> Get that out of there. <laughs> um, yeah. So two years ago, when when we ended when we ended up with five and eight, and we had dreams of of going number one, I tankathoned every day, and I made a whole ritual out of it, and you know, mixed results, obviously, because that's how it works. But last year, I did one tankathon, like maybe a month before the lottery. I got, or you know, Orlando got the number one pick. And I was like, okay, I don't need to do it again. That's what I got. And this year, I've not done Tankathon at all until this moment on the podcast. And once again, Orlando has the number one pick. So I and will not, not be touching. I am not, not touching I'm that exiting dang out of Tankathon. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, even going to use it. it to look at like the draft 
order or anything no. like that. I can't. I'm delete. No. I'm blocking that website from using a firewall mm-hmm. to block that website. I can't even go on it on any of my devices <laughs> unless you use ExpressVPN. Unless yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. This podcast is sponsored. We just by, go into yeah. We just go into a VPN. Yeah, this whole thing was a setup for that. Yeah, but um, I'm just saying. Last year, number we got number one, and I only did it once this year. No, it's written in the stars. Ah, that's it. It's written in the stars. It it's written in YouTube superstars. Uh, Drew Gooden. There we go. Drew, the last thing that I want to ask you: What is your outlook for the Magic next year? Like, give me seed record. How many games do the Magic win next year? Um, I mean, it's hard to say now because we don't know how these picks are going to land. Um, obviously, Give me there's a lot of all factors. the caveats, like make... whatever you think. I would say, um, hmm, I would say if like, let's just say, you know, we get two picks, we get like number five or whatever. Um, and you know, we pick two role players who kind of fill out the roster. We maybe we make one small move in free agency, but mostly just kind of stick to the status quo, uh, which I kind of, I expect them to do, um, and just stay patient. I think the ceiling is, you know, playing team. I, I think I don't, I'd have to look at the standings in the East. You know, there's going to be some fluctuating, some teams that might drop out, but, um, I think we could definitely win five. I mean, if you just take away the five and 20 start and make that a 10 and 15 start, you know, or an eight and 23 or a eight and 17 start, it's like that might be make all the difference. So I think we could make the plan. And I think that is what I would like to see is I don't think we're making the finals next year. I don't think I'm breaking any news by saying that. But like if we can just get some big game experience for the young guys on the team, get one playoff series under their belt, maybe we win a game. Maybe, you know, we win two games. Maybe we have one where Paolo goes off or Franz goes off or Cole goes off, you know. I just really want to see this team in a playoff series because I've been watching the playoffs every night. It's so much fun. I love, you know, I'm a big fan of the league, not just the magic, but it's just so interesting to watch the playoffs through the lens of uh, the Orlando magic. And you kind of picture like who, who might get cut out of the rotation or who could have big minutes who would thrive. Like, you know, is Paolo going to get to the line as much in the playoffs as he does in the regular season, things like that. Like, um, so I don't know. I just want to see, rather than that be a hypothetical, I would love for us to just get into the playoffs, make a respectable effort. Um, but realistically, we're not going far. But just get that experience because every year I want to just go up every year, basically. And the year after that, I want to be a six seed. The year after that, you know, I want to be top four, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So and I think that's would be a successful fun trajectory for this team that I think is realistic. Do you think 10-9 playing or 8-7 playing? Um, I think we could, I think we could be in the top eight before the plan. And then, you know, we just have to win one game. Um, you know, I think that's realistic because you look at the teams that were in that range this year, it's like, we were close. I mean, there wasn't that much of a difference between, you know, it, it really just comes down to like three to three to five games throughout the entire season that need to go differently. And we had games with injuries this year. We had games with just some unbelievably bad calls at the end that swung things like, you you know, it's such a long season and you'd only need a few games to, to go the other way. Like, I think we could be top eight. If you get Wimbanyama. Uh, uh, teams have never gone undefeated before, right? 82-0? I think, <laughs> we, could, first I think we could do that. <laughs> oh, interesting. I assumed that happened before. No, yeah, I think we could do that. Um, and then, and then get swept in the first round. <laughs> I don't know. 
amazing. Drew yeah. Gooden, thanks for joining the show, man. Always good to talk to you. Are we going to see you at the draft lottery watch party? I don't want to put any pressure yes. on you. I'm legitimately asking. Um, well, I Amanda will be there. I think I will be there. Our cat is getting a tooth removed the Ooh. day before. So depending on how much like right. she's going to have to wear a cone. I don't oh, know if one no. of us is going to want to stay home, but Amanda's right. going to be taking pictures. So she might go by herself. We'll see. Hopefully we'll both be there. If not, I'll be there. Just bring the spirit. cat. It'll be the mascot. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll just bring uh, my cat with her giant cone, and she's going to be freaking out, and then we're going to get the number one pick. Actually, I need you to come down with a cold, Drew. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't yeah. think you guys want now me that, there, actually. Now that you ran the tankathon, you got number one, you're not touching it again. Mm-hmm. You were sick last time. I'm cold. Here. Okay. I'm not I'll... wishing anything crazy. Yeah, I'll a go cold. find someone who's sick, ask them to sneeze on me, right. lick their hand, and then go home. <laughs> like, all right, and now I wait for symptoms. <laughs> Amazing. Drew, again, thanks yeah. for joining the show, man. Do you want to tell everyone, if they don't already know who you are, which they should, uh, where can they find you? Uh, not necessarily. I um, I think, you know, not a huge crossover between my YouTube and, uh, and Orlando Magic fans, um, but hopefully... I can convert some of my fans to being fans of the Orlando Magic. But I'm Drew Gooden. That's my name uh, on YouTube. I make videos about, you know, I'll make a rant about something I'm mad about, or I'll make kind of like a experiment video, like the the one he asked about earlier, where I tried to get taller to no avail, <laughs> which is spoiling the video, but you can still watch it if you want. Um, but yeah, but uh, thanks for having me on. You guys are killing it. Every time I come back, you're like, you just exploded so much your patreon's huge your list of of names is so long um <laughs> and i skip through it but i still appreciate, appreciate the length <laughs> i admire like how much longer i have to skip every single time you know it's like damn i'm mashing that 15 seconds you, you usually <laughs> wait until we name like the second name which yeah because i hear my name and, and i'm like, like all right, i'm good i'm still on there all right i'm just gonna fast yeah. forward but no in all seriousness drew is one of my absolute favorite youtube channels the kid is hilarious i would be saying that i feel so bad because like i watch a video and then i'm like i gotta text drew and let him know he's doing a great job because i know you have like a million youtube comments but i'm just like i just want to give him an attaboy you're, you're no, very, I appreciate very funny it. man I, I love keep that, it up yeah. we love it Thank i i i will say transparently before finding out that we share the same love for the magic i didn't know drew gooden <laughs> because he like he said there's not a lot of crossover but now, anytime a Drew Gooden video you know drops, obviously now we're biased, but also mm-hmm. they're great videos, and uh, and it is the only only videos where I sit through the sponsors, and I've told you that a million times. <laughs> well, he the only makes video them where so actually funny. I sit through. Like, uh, yeah, I try to like time into the ad, video. Hilarious. Do, like, Thank yeah. You. Well, the, he, the he ropes me in, like, and then I just keep oh, watching. So good. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, I'll yeah. like sometimes I'll drop little hints at the beginning and then like I'll make a whole story out of it, you know, and that's, that's great. So you're not so mad when the ad starts. But thanks, guys. I appreciate <laughs> I it. I think Big we'd fan be surprised at the amount of like magic Drew Gooden crossover there is. Like we have people all the time that are like, we love Drew Gooden. We need Drew on the show again. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. But there I is always so. one person on Twitter that, that every time they say Drew, Drew likes the NBA. Yeah. Drew, every I didn't time, even know this. I know. Drew likes every single time. Yeah. And it's people who I assume like have my post notifications on because I don't know how else they would see these. But then it's like you would have seen the hundreds of other times I've replied to some whatever. I don't know. They're, They've anyway, clearly never seen your NBA hat. Yeah, exactly. Now, this is a guy who knows ball. <laughs> <laughs> Only a guy, a true ball knower would wear this hat. So 
Drew Gooden, he knows ball. That is going to wrap up this episode. For Drew Gooden, not the NBA, Drew Gooden, the YouTube superstar and our best friend, Drew Gooden. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.